Hi everybody, you've downloaded today's podcast, welcome to it. Big show today. Yes. Would we be honest and say it was a little show? We would, wouldn't we? Yeah, I would. It was jam-packed though, we had um, President Joe Biden on. We did. Yeah. Stick around for that. He forgot our names. He did. He didn't say it. You were here. (laughs) I don't think he knows who he is. I'm not even sure he realizes that he's the president of the United States. (laughs) Nah, man, he's not. I reckon she be an age. age as my dad. There's an age cutoff for for something like that being the president. There is the other way. What do you mean? You have to be over. I think you have to be over 35. Oh, I thought it was older. Mm. So you won't get any like Doogie Howser presidents. Right. I'd like a Doogie Howser president. I'd like a Doogie, Doogie Howser show to come back. It is. That well, Doogie Howser is it? Yeah. Who's doing it? Uh, it's on Disney right now. Just started last uh, last week. Okay. She's a female now. Mm. And how old is she? It's a teenage high okay. school. Mm. Yeah. So you've got Kamala, Kamala, Kamalala, Kamalala, Hula, It's a it's a funny name, but yeah, apparently it's all right. You wouldn't even know what Doogie Howser is, would you, Maddie? I've heard of it. Mm. He was a teenage doctor. It was it Neil Patrick yeah. Harris? Yes, yeah. the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Yep. How old do you have to be to Doogie Kamala, MD, become president? Of America. So, according to an article two of the U.S. Constitution, the president must be a natural-born citizen of the United States. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can't move there and no. become... No, I remember there was that No, that was a big thing with Obama, with Obama, but he was from uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Wow. But that's a state, isn't it, of yeah, America? But yeah, but that's where to... it came out. He yeah. was trying to ask yeah, for okay. proof. and Yeah. Yeah, that was before right. he was even running for president. You must be at least 35 years old. Oh, well for the steel. And have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Do you, Do you have know what to else have been you have to be? Do you have to be in a TV show or it doesn't say? <laughs> no, but you can't be an atheist. Really? Mm. Is that saying it in there? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. There we go. What are the five requirements to be president? Uh, yeah, right. But that's interesting. You have to be natural born, but yeah. a resident in the, oh, so you can't live somewhere else yeah. for mm. 10 years, come back, live in America for two years. Yeah. And then I get it. You've got to be like, I've been here for the last 14 years yeah. in the trenches with you. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Well, the youngest president ever was Theodore Roosevelt, mm-hmm. who was 42. Yeah. Oh. You want to have a favorite president? No, I don't. I honestly am quite, I don't Bob really Hawk. follow much, um. American politics. Mm. What's yours? Ronald Reagan? Taft. Who's that? William Taft. He was only a one-termer, but he was, he was great. Uh, what years? Back in the day, like the 18s. He's, uh, he's my, why was anytime he so, why was he so um, good then? Huh? Why was he so good then? Because he's my go-to anytime I'm watching Jeopardy and there's a president question, <laughs> I say Taft, right? I've been doing this, no word of a lie, I've been doing this for the entire time I've been with my, my wife. So 20 years, I say Taft. One time. I didn't say Taft. Guess what the answer was? Taft. I was inconsolable. Because <laughs> that's not going to happen again. No. No. Not, he, in, not unless he... you go back and watch that very same episode on Netflix. Yeah, I should have watched it <laughs> two hour plus one. What did he achieve in his time that made you impressed by him? Nothing. He's just the just one I give right. the answer to when it's a president. Yeah. Taft. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, he, he was the voice behind Taffy Duck, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was, famously. <laughs> Do you know the first lady, mm. all the work that she does, does not receive a salary? Mm. It's reading through here. 
On this? I don't think the Lady Mayoress would either, though. And she does a hell of a lot of work for Brisbane. She would. Mm. Yeah, Nina Shrinner, she does so much. And she's in charge of the uh, charitable funds. Mm. Well, you know you have that in your bill. And I was like, I don't even know what it is. For your Brisbane City Council, you can yeah. pay more. Yeah. And you didn't know what it goes for? Mm. Now I do because I've seen all the charities of how good they are. Uh-huh. But, yeah, she does, she does a lot. I don't think she would. Um, if you had to guess how much money the President of the United States gets paid as a salary... Uh, four hundred, five hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, and is still on the government payroll after leaving office. Mm. The president is also granted a fifty thousand dollar annual expense account, yep, one hundred thousand dollar non taxable travel account, and a nineteen thousand uh, dollar account for entertainment. Wow, yeah, they sort of set up for life, aren't they? But mm. a lot of them go in rich anyway. That's true. Yeah, yeah, of course, you're not getting to that much power being a povo. Mm. There's no povos in power. Who was the one that had to give up her business? Was she, was it Kevin Rudd's partner? Or yeah, was it? that rings a bell. Yeah. Teresa? Yeah. And she was, she had a business. She was very, she was very CEO. well off. Yeah, mm. but she started it from the ground up and mm. I think she had to sort of leave it at that time while he was um, yeah, wow. prime minister. So it was, it was very known that they were getting a pay cut throughout mm. his time in oh. parliament. And there was a mayor in New York that um, paid himself just a dollar. Yeah, because he was already rich, wasn't mm. he? Sorry, I'm in a wormhole here. Well, should we throw I didn't the think um, I didn't think about um, uh, Trump paid himself either. Wasn't that his thing? No, I think he said he was going to forego his... And then he just paid all his kids oodles of money and uh, gave them a job. Yeah, genius. Of course. Presidents get $100,000 to redecorate the White House when they move in. Wow. That's not a lot, really. No, I bet it's... You wouldn't have much to do, though. It's a pretty paint. good kick. Yeah. Uh, they have access to the uh, garden's fresh fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously get their, their food cooked and baked yeah, by Yeah, you're not doing chefs. your own cleaning and that. Yeah, no. you're um, recorded at all times, though. What do you mean? Like, the, there's a recording device on you. Mm. So they record you having sex? Yep. There's no. not a d- device on you. You mean no, no, in the rooms? Every, every oh. room is wiretapped, so you can, they record every conversation. So what, Melania and Trump, when mm. they were having their annual shkadonky doink There's got to be rooms where it's not. No. Yeah. To have, can't have, because someone would know that there's a room where there's not, and they go, but, come in what here. About, yeah, but no, they would have to me. have, that's obviously one. They, I would hope the come in here room is the one that they're not filming in or recording in. Mm-hmm. No. I really? About 100%. That so there's recordings of Donald Pump. Donald Trump Donald pooping. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. It be. Mm. They've got a bowling alley, a yep. billiard room yep. and sports areas within there. They've got a home movie theater. The tennis court opens up and a jet comes out. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> got the UFO stashed underneath. <laughs> yeah, they take it for a joy ride mm. sometimes. That's mm. how they get the sightings. Wow. He's oh this is this is not surprising. He's mm. fully protected by at all times, mm. even into retirement. Mm. Not us here in Australia. Thank you for your service. See you later. Go and get assassinated <laughs> on your own. Champion. And you have to deal with my mum coming up and saying, "Julia, I think you did a great job while she's walking on the beach." Or you going up when she's trying to have dinner. She's very nice, Julia. <laughs> she was a lovely lady. <laughs> you, you and I got a great selfie in that restaurant we in did. Melbourne. Oh no, leave her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, that lady next to Julia Gillard. Well, who, he was who the got same. He's yeah. like, I don't want to. So the three, for those who don't know, three of us were at dinner at one of George Columbaris's restaurants. We're like, that's Julia Gillard. Do we get a photo? Stav's like, no. Me and Abby are like, yeah. yeah. So we went and got one. The lady at the table side is like, leave her alone. As if. No one's asked her for a photo in ages. She would have been happy 
that people are like, oh my God, Julia, Julia, you're amazing. She's friends with Rihanna. She knows how the paparazzi work. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) Completely. Uh, All right. There we go. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. News from around the world. Uh, doing a show with you guys is pretty amazing because you are so worldly. Ash, our new producer's probably not aware of how well-travelled you are. Matthew, <laughs> would you be able to tell her? I have been to two of the most intense countries in the world at the age of 25. Mm. I first went over to Thailand for my um, uh, honeymoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I've been to America <laughs> as yes. well. So Stav- that's why you can do any language Oh, of course. All over the world. You've been you've been to heaps of places, haven't you? I have. I have. I've, I've, well, I was born in Britain. Uh, Mostly English-speaking countries, though? We went to Bali. Been to Korea. Oh, yeah, they speak more yeah, English in Bali the than airport? they do anything else. No, I stayed a night there. Oh. Mm-hmm. In the North airport. Korea? <laughs> yeah, North Korea. They were very welcoming. <laughs> okay. Now, how this works, if you haven't heard it, I'm going to play a news story, and it's a current news story, mm-hmm. um, and you guys are going to guess what language it is and what the story is about. Mm. I will tell you that the names are in these. Okay, but good. You That's guys, always good. You have to listen very, very clearly. So turn up the radio wherever you are okay. and see if you can do better than Stav. And Matt. Se acaban de celebrar en grande los MTV. Luego Justin volvió a ganar, pero esta vez artista del año. Y como ven que el peleador Conor fue quien lo presentó, él trató de golpear a MGK. Ajá. Uh-huh. You guys stories... all picked up when you heard what word? Conor. <laughs> well, no, I heard MTV. Okay. Got me going. Yeah. So the story I think is easy. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, if we're in a grant, Conor McGregor and M- Machine... MGK, as she called him. Yeah, yeah. Machine yeah. Gun Kelly getting into a fight uh, on the red tiff. carpet. Yeah. And I'm going to say that is... See, the Spanish or Italian. I I think I'm going to say Spanish. Which one are you going with, guys? I'm, I'm going with Italian. Spanish it is. Spanish, Italian. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I only really got that idea because you said it. So, oh, so it's, 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 it's your point, man. All right, now you need to listen team. at the start of this. Are you okay. ready? Here we yep. go. Ίσως και να ραβωνιάσετε Στην ουσία τι έγινε Κάποιοι παπαράτσι έπιασαν τον συντροφό της Να μπαίνει σε ένα κοσμοτοπολείο Και να κοιτάει δαχτυλίδια Και μάλιστα μάλλον αραβόνα It does sound like she's saying something And then halfway through she goes Oh nah And then corrects herself No I think that is only an Australian thing Oh yeah Nah. Nah. Good. Do you want to hear it again? Yes, please. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah. I heard paparazzi. The only thing I can think that's happened recently was when Ben Affleck saved J-Lo from oh, yeah. that person coming in to get a photo. I'll go with that because I didn't hear and any language? names in there. I'm, I think that one was Italian. Yeah, let's go Let's go Italiano. Oh, God, guys. That was Greek. Ah, and it's close. about Britney Spears getting engaged. If you listen to the first word, which I did say, listen to the first bit, it says Spears. Oh, oh, on, there's, a big, there's a big over the top of Spears. Yes. No, it was there. Carpet lässt er dann nach und nach die Hüllen fallen. Lil Nas X. Und zu guter Letzt in einem hautengen Bodysuit mit ordentlich Bling Bling. Bling Bling. Huge Bling Bling. Bling Bling. Oh, this is all you, man. I'm going to say, obviously the story is about Lil Nas. 
Yeah. X. Where? At the um, gala, Met Gala Ball. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, fantabulous yeah. outfits. Bling, bling. I think that's German. Oh, for the win! Oh, look at him, You are so well travelled. You, you know what? When you went to Bali, you mm. learned a lot. Well, I have studied abroad or two. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's how we play it. News from around the world. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You're unbelievable. Uh, now, you would have heard on Monday's show, Abby was telling a story about how she had to bail on a G-string and it accidentally became a uh, coronavirus-stopping face I was face telling mask. you an off-air story that you brought to the table. Yes. Yeah, hey. it, was a, it was a boo-boo. Our, um, our listeners are as close to friends as we are and I just mm. felt they needed to know this story. I didn't feel happy with the, the lines of no, the dress. I so I went to the bathroom and decided to like, take off. Ditch. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, and put it in my bag, yeah. and it was a black one. Mm-hmm. Black cheese string. And I had my black silk mask in my bag, and it was dark. Mm. Don't have to be M. Night Shyamalan to work out where this is going. <laughs> and I put it on, I thought, oh, God, all right. And I stood up and walked, and then I was Oh, you actually wore it? I actually wore it. <laughs> then you brought a story to the table. Mm. Well, I was saying, do you guys remember No Undie Monday? And we all looked blankly we all looked at you. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we should do it. And you said that <laughs> up at a radio station where you lived, and you presumed that everyone did it in Australia, oh. you wouldn't wear undies on a Monday. You put them on the front of your... Uh, you put aerial. them on your aerial. Oh, Remember aerial. the old school? Your aerial yeah. go on your bonnet. Um, you hang them on there, and then if the radio station um, <laughs> found out about it, because the Black Thunders would call out your license, would go around, find out license plates, mm. the hosts on air would call out the license plate number, you won a prize. Now, I thought, <laughs> like every good radio competition, it started in the capital city yeah. and then filtered down to the country like the secret sound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sure it was on B105 and Jamie Dunn invented it. Mm. And you're like, not a chance. No. You asked back up. Someone did call and confirm. I can back it up, Maddie. You're 100% right. Now, it was the early 90s. Mm. B105's no undie Mondays. Okay. We used to do it they as well. They did it in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in the big city, you didn't see too many pairs of undies hanging from the antenna. Mm. But that was the peak. Okay. So what, like Jamie Dunn was Jamie doing Dunn. it? It was Jamie. Seeing Gladstone every Monday, you'd see him flapping in the wind on the way to school. Did you do school. it? Uh, no, we never did it. Mum never, never did, did it. it. No. It's a strange thing when you think about it. Like, something I can get behind, I don't judge, but... It is biz- It is very... Quite, yeah. I mean, if you break it down, you go, why on earth would you do it? <laughs> like, who would really do it? But I guess there wasn't much going on in Gladstone, so everyone in Gladstone... Wasn't much going on in Brisbane. They did it. Yeah. We, we want to find out why and whether it was true and whether uh, Maddie is uh, obviously just related to Kevin and said, mate, can, can you do me a solid, please? <laughs> solid. Give I me am, a solid, Kev. I am losing respect. Kevy Acton, Junior. Uh, there, is a, there is a chance, though, that... And this is what's always scary about when you bring up a memory... That I've invented that. Oh, yeah. Yes. But and in my it mind, it's like real. Your mind. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I distinctly, the place I can remember, we're coming through the main roundabout of town, mm. and that would go off to the main shopping centre, the McDonald's, or you go straight ahead to go to my school. Mm. I can see cars around me so as we sit Everyone would there. do it. Well, not everyone, but, but there was a lot. And would you beep when you saw someone else with it, or just... I just look out the window like, eh, no one Monday. Maybe you were just so <laughs> destined for radio... <laughs> You saw someone do it. Maybe they were just drying their underwear, and you went, "No undies, must be Mon- no undie Monday." That's brilliant. You remember everything. You've been here for so many years. We've never done it. Do you not remember it when you were growing up here? No, but I moved here in 1989. 
So maybe it was before that. No, it he moved after Expo. Yeah. Oh, you missed out. I did. I remember watching it, was it on very TV. Good. I know. It's great, yeah. Yeah. I was born '87, and this was when I was at school. So right, it right, was right. well after. Okay. Well, no, I still don't. I, All right. Well, next, there's only one person who can confirm this. Jamie Dunn joins us now. Is it, oh, was, I was ready to do aggro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably got a better memory if you want yeah, to put him on. Man. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll claim that one. I reckon uh, we started that in Brisbane, and then that's exactly what happened. It went all over the place. Of course, we did Worst Joke Wednesday, and oh, thank God it's Friday. And one you, sh- you guys should do is um, International Nude Day, where you broadcast in the nude. Done it, Jamie. Yeah, everything. Oh, have you? <laughs> We're in the middle of it right now, Jamie. <laughs> See? Couldn't you hear it? Couldn't you hear it? Can you hear uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, Monday, Monday was, uh, you know, we used to do it every Monday without fail. In fact, I still um, celebrate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't wear undies on a Monday. Uh-huh. But also, I now that I'm on my way to 73, I can't wear shorts on a Monday either. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, what? How did you come up with the idea? Did it just rhyme? Was there a reason for it? Oh, you know, back in the day, those old radio days where you sit round a table and enjoy what you do. Um, you know, some idiot says, "What about No Monday Monday?" And Ooh. someone says, "What about Jerk at Work? What about you know Worst Joke Wednesday?" Well, as long as it rhymed, <laughs> yep. you could do it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. once tried to do um, do a misdemeanor for Christina Aguilera, and you won tickets to Christina if you did a small crime. <laughs> Well done. How'd you go with that one? Yeah, it didn't get past. <laughs> <laughs> Something about legals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know. Was there a prize element involved? Because Maddie remembers the thing of, you know, if they called out your licence plate, you won a prize. I don't think you guys did that. You just did. No, no we one, didn't do yeah. that. No, we just encouraged people not to wear mm. undies on a Monday. It was about freedom. Mm. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Four double C in Gladstone took it to the next level, Jamie. You know, they sold yeah, it I to know. a client. And they always have. They've been yeah. pinnacle yeah. of radio for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old AM, AM Cooper and yeah, the captain. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you ring them even today mm. for their secret sound or lucky five dollar note, um, <laughs> the secret sound is always a stapler. And uh, you know, hang on to the five dollar note because yeah. you could win ten. Is that the know? one where the, the five dollar note they read out the serial number of the note? And yeah, you, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, God. I'm pretty sure you pitched that as your idea <laughs> last week. Oh, man. <laughs> Jamie, what you was know, this? The, the two the two good ideas I had. We used to do uh, the jerk at work. And um, that was someone in the office uh, gets nominated mm. as the jerk at work, but only in a fun way. Mm. And then we ring and, uh, you know, have this big celebration of the jerk at work. And uh, that went really well, as did the uh, International Nude Day. You know, like we got into uh, Cashbox and Billboard magazine out of Brisbane. Mm. And, and that was, oh, man. That was there's a great story there where uh, you know you have to be nude in the studio, mm. and our guest was Dick Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, come on, you of know, course. seriously, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, old uh, Ian Skippen comes in wearing a codpiece, and um, I said to him, Ian, Ian, it's not going to work unless we're naked. Like, like, look at me, I've got a bend in mine. It's kind of, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not that attractive. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it, and so it works, you know. And he said, Oh well, Jamie. Uh, I'm a bit embarrassed. I've got a, I've got a rather large ball bag. <laughs> I said, mate, it's only like there's only two of us in here. You know, Robin Bailey was, uh, she was 
nude, but she was in the other studio. Right. Um, the news studio. Mm. And, oh, what, um, she didn't want to be in the room with you guys. She wanted to have a bit of privacy, did she? No, that's right, because, you know, it, just look at me. I do look like a <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and old Skipper went, I said, well, there's only the two of us in here, mate. I said, take the cod piece off, and he did, and I went, oh, my God, look at the size of the <laughs> Something stay with you. Uh, yeah, uh, the good old days. Hey, yeah, um, the good old days. Yeah, no Undy Monday. Bring it back. Go well, on. The okay. re- this is now to give Don't context to back to you. Reason. The reason, Jamie, is because Abby accidentally she took off her undies at the um, the Lions ball the other other night, and it was a little black g string. Shoved it into her handbag, and when she went to get her face mask off uh, out to put it on to go to the toilet, she accidentally grabbed the g banger and put that on and walked off to the toilet. They were very similar. Everyone thinks, how can you do it? But they're, they're very similar. So that's... Well, you don't know this, Steph, but, um, mm. well, you probably do. Abby did my wedding yeah. mm. and my anniversary and renewal of the vows Lovely. and everything. She did and mine, too. was there. And, you know, I found a pair of her panties in my <laughs> glove box. <laughs> she does that. It's how she gets uh, repeat business. Oh, i got to come <laughs> yeah. back and get it. i got to my... come back and get it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a true story? No, it's not a true story. <laughs> oh, right. Sounding like I don't believe anything. He's... All right, well, there you go, because they all thought I was stupid when I, when I said it Oh, we still it think happened. he's stupid, but obviously um, he does remember it. I've got a good memory, though. Uh, good on you. Hey, Jamie, nice to chat, mate. Thanks for confirming that for us. Well, I gotta go. I'm I'm doing what is it? Four double C in in Gladstone. In Gladstone, we're we're gonna bring back the now Monday up there as well. The station manager is my uncle, so if you want to hook up, Jamie, let me know and oh, yeah. I'll get that, you a gig. That is so Gladstone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah he's yeah. probably my dad too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. Nice to chat. Thank see you. Ya. See you, team. Bye. 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 If you think we should bring back now Monday, Monday, feel free to uh, give us a call thirteen ten sixty. Where are you gonna put it on your car now? Yeah, well, see, some cars do have the little antenna mm. on the roof, mm. but there's not. Oh, you could in the electric window, you could put yeah. it like zip it up mm-hmm. uh, into that, and yeah. so it like hangs out the don't side. Don't feel sorry for everyone that's working at a Macca's drive-through window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you mind just going to pick up my undies? I just dropped when I. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. I know. I always say I want hubby to make a you know a initiative to do something, mm. and he has, and he suggested a sport for the kids. To do and I was like, cool, that's awesome because you know I'm, I'm hectic with sports. Mm. I always say they never pick up a sport in the teenage years; they quit. So let's do as much as possible <laughs> so that we can tire them out and I can watch them play sports at a distance and sit on my phone and have alone time. Mm. You, you wanted Scott to organise something so that the mental load was taken off mm. you, and I'm glad that he's a great man who's taken initiative and done that. Well, no, not really. I've got to do all the registration forms. He's just put it out there and got the kids involved. Uh, he has suggested, and I was like, cool, little nippers. Great. Great. Now, there is little nippers at South Bank. Did you know that? Yeah. You can even do them at Redcliffe. That's not far from Carina Heights. Why don't we do that? South Bank? Yeah. Yeah, on the beach. What yeah. is it? All right. They get, they get some me- wicked rips. Two meter dash. What, someone stands well, you- on one end with the boogie board and pushes it really hard? Well, if you've gone to Little Nippers, there's a lot of running on the sand. There's Ooh. a lot of running um, and doing like obstacles through the water. Right. It's at low level. It's not as like... Run and grab the syringe. No. Oh. <laughs> Someone pick up that chocolate bar. I'm sorry, Timmy. Yeah, it is great. How <laughs> <laughs> well, did Thought it. Thought it was a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. If you live in Brisbane, just touch you know, it with my toe. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> <laughs> but he has suggested, don't go to any of those places. Yeah. We're going to Corumban. Now, why would he suggest Corumban? 
because when we went last time, all the dads were helping out, and I was like, where is Scotty? Oh, that's it. He's out in the surf. He's out the back. So if he didn't take his surfboard, he'd be body surfing, but he's like, no, we should all go as a family. Mm. I'll go surfing. Mm -hmm. You look after the kids. It's win-win. So he's recruited our elder son, who now doesn't want to do little nippers, but he wants to surf as well. So poor Jagger, he said, is just taking one for the team, and he's got to go and do the little nippers. Everyone's got to play their part in the family. Yeah. <laughs> in order for everyone to be happy. He's like, do I want to do nippers? And he's like, yeah, you do. He's like, okay. He'll like run on the sand. He'll do it. So there was going to be no little nippers this year, but Scotty's gone. If there's no little nippers, there is no surfing. We mm. haven't done a little nippers for three or four years, and he says that his surfing game is off. No. So he wants someone to go down to little nippers. Because you never do. Even if you say you're going to do something every week, like family time. Mm. We're going to drive down there every Sunday. You don't. We never end up going mm. unless there is a time that we have to be there yeah. to go along. Oh, everyone who moves to Brisbane is like, oh, we can just go to the coast whenever we feel like it. And, and then you never, never do. do. You never do. Have you booked in for swimming classes just so that you can sit there on your phone and have a long time? Oh, you know what my favourite thing to do is I'll never, you know how you get makeup classes mm-hmm. for swimming? Um, and at ours, they're free. I hate when they go, oh, yeah, you can do a makeup class, but it's on another day. What I try and do is if I've got makeup classes, do them back to back to back to back. Because oh, then you turn 20 minutes an, an into hour. an hour of being alone. <laughs> That's great. You know? Like, Dad, you... I feel like this is deja vu. No, it's all good. You know, you know, you're like, mate, you've got two makeups after this. So they're in the pool for 60 minutes. And then you're alone doing whatever you want, mm. you know, playing solitaire on the phone. And then when I get home, I'm like, oh, my God, I just... Did this whole 60 minutes of swimming, and my wife is none the wiser. She's like, oh, look at him. Look at him go. Look at him go. What a champ. So good. you got to make it work for you. Yeah. yeah. So I said, I'm going to buy a surfboard. I'll go surfing, and you can be involved with the little nippers. You have to get goggles as well. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. 13-10-60. Fess up here. Every parent has done this. You didn't do it for them. You did it for you. Well, you, only sign, you, you only sign up sports that you like. I'll be honest with that. Like, mm. There's a lot of people that you kind of go, oh, I, I wish I was a Cricketer. tennis player. Yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll enrol them Come in on, tennis. Come on, Miss Tennis. Why do you take Finn to tennis every day? So I can sit on my phone and act like I'm a great parent. Yeah. yeah. You see? People come up and talk. I'm like, what are you getting? This is, this is not a <laughs> Quiet, talking please. thing. Quiet, please. <laughs> so this is what I want to ask this morning. Every parent is guilty of it. Maybe you've done it even as a, as a couple. You know, like oh. if you really, really like... Your uh, your missus uh, friend's mate, like boyfriend. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, let's have some time with your friends. But you and the boys actually love getting together. That is always the greatest because you pretend not to like their boyfriend, <laughs> but then you guys get to actually hang out That's good and luck. you do it under the guise That's of it's why for you. Why are you going to soccer? Because I knew soccer wasn't your choice. You wanted to get NRL. I really wanted um, Xander to play NRL, mm. um, but. I do the right thing, and I go and sit and make my TikToks in the car and soccer train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is you, so embarrassing. If you see my TikTok, oh, it's been no. edited in the front seat of the car. Sam and Cress Mead, what's your story? Um, a couple of years ago, my youngest wanted to quit cheerleading. I convinced her that she was just having a bad couple of weeks, told her no, because I like the weekends away <laughs> and spending time with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> because you do get involved, it becomes your sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the trips do- to America don't hurt either. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. So you're saying your daughter hates cheerleading, but you like getting on the cans with the other parents, so cheerleading it is. Well, she likes it now. Yeah, it was oh, just a bad patch, wasn't it, yeah. Sam? And I bet you convinced absolutely. her with lollies and everything after. I'm all for that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ash, 131060, uh, it's not for them, it's for you. How are you guys going? Good. Good. 
Um, we're a blended family of six kids between the ages of 11 and 7. So when we go out for dinner, we play the silent game where the winner gets $5. So they're oh. not even allowed to leave the booth or talk. <laughs> That's oh, Ash, genius. That is so good. <laughs> so the person yes. who is the silent the most wins $5. That's so good. And you get, you get yes. a silent dinner. Yeah, silent dinner. They don't even get up. They write notes, but then we had to make it that you can't even communicate <laughs> with the notes. And if family's there, they add in the blind. If you go till 5 o'clock, we'll give you an extra $10. Wow. Yeah, it's brilliant. What does the waiters <laughs> think or the people around you when you're oh, all just sitting there? We have to explain to them they're playing a silent game and they're just not rude kids because they don't <laughs> thank them when they put their food down and whatnot. So. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's literally yeah. hush money. Yes, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly Shush what cash. it is. Shush Best cash. $5 ever. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Pretty historic announcement unrolling as we speak with a collaboration between the United States, United Kingdom and Australia to make us a nuclear power and give us 12 submarines, which will put us fairly in the focus They're of China. They're not gifted, are they? We buy them. No, we buy them. Do we get uh, a discount because we're friends? I think you, you, you only got a discount if you've got the 12. So it was like 11, mm-hmm. and then if you get the 12... Is it, well, maybe they bought 11 and got... 12 free. 12 free. Yeah. Like it's one free, yeah. Like a coffee shop that you got to click all yeah. 11 first to, and then bang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty historic and it's pretty good for the country. Uh, they're going to be built in Adelaide, which is good. Do we want them for war, though? Like, Or is oh, it just well, protecting things? What I'm else are we going to use them for? That's what I'm saying. Like, You don't want to go to war. Is it just like to be like, don't go to war with us? Hey, Jenny, um, take the, the boat out. <laughs> <laughs> just... Me and the boys are going fishing. I know. I'll be out of range. I know. Well, I'm I mean, corny. I like to pretend yeah. that we could all, all get, along get along and well, we wouldn't take our big boats to fight the other big boats. You, you tend to find you can get along a lot better if you've got nuclear weapons. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mum said you have to be friends with me. Because I've got these. a <laughs> atomic bomb. Uh, but it will. You know, China's going to retaliate somehow, but we'll keep an eye on that situation. <laughs> we um, should explain that Stav is obsessed with the... the I'm obsessed with keeping an eye on Oh, no, you've been obsessed for years. Every day you used to go, hey, mate, we're going to war with China. And I'm like, today? Because we're just going to do the show. He's on China's side. He's on China's side. It wouldn't surprise me if we're there at the front line. We go, Stav? What are you doing over there? Don't want to say I told you so, but told you so! Cute boats. (laughs) Um, But, so the announcement was this morning in a a joint press conference with Boris Johnson and Joe Biden and ScoMo. They're all there on TV screens from their selected countries. And we all know that uh, Joe, old Joe's, he's fairly old. 71? 72? How old now? Too old to be a president. See, I think he's with it, but a lot of people say that he forgets things. Well, he did forget our Prime Minister's name. He referred to... I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. That fellow down under. No. It's like, want to hear it again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. That's awkward for Scott Morrison, because you like to pretend you're buddies, and then you're like, oh, no, Scott. No, 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 we have met before. Yeah, mate. <laughs> See, I would have preferred him to go, and uh, cheers to Scotty for helping us out. Good on you, Morrow. Because <laughs> before that, he just went, thank you, Boris. Uh, thank you, Boris Johnson. And oh, he did like, say the name of Boris. Oh, that's, that's embarrassing. And, like and you know what? Someone fella. should have something in his little ear reminding him. I, I think he'd have to take his hearing aids yeah, out to put one in. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I don't think 10 years ago, Queensland was ready for these laws. Queensland's Premier says she believes the state is now ready for voluntary assisted dying laws with attitudes changing over the past decade. 
This has been a gradual coming of age for Queensland. Yeah, people are saying that it is going to be a past um, for uh, voluntary assisted uh, dying, and it's it's not a nice topic. No, it really isn't. <clears throat> and I'll I'll be honest and say it's not. I, I've been there when a family member is in their last moments, and there's nothing nice about it. It's a reality. Um, but I understand people feel different about it. A lot of people on religious grounds are saying, we just don't believe it should be passed. And other people are saying, that's great, but you haven't been there at the end when someone is in their final moments and having the long-term suffering mm. when they know that it's incurable. Mm-hmm. And we spoke to this lady, Tanya, back in uh, March. And Tanya's been battling cancer since 1997. She is an, uh, a supporter of it. How are you feeling, Tanya, with the news that it might be passed today? Oh, look... Um absolutely delighted it's been a long journey um and i hope you don't mind me just chipping in there when you were saying about conflicting views Mm. um for decades now the polling has showed overwhelming support uh the vote compass results um from 2019 surveyed 550,000 people and there was over 80 percent support Mm. in every queensland electorate Mm -hmm. um 80 percent support uh, the Queensland Nurses and Midwives Union did a survey earlier this year. 86% of their nurse members mm. support. So it's overwhelming. The community support is overwhelming. Now, Tanya, we spoke to you in March because you were um, considering this with your terminal um, condition. You were going to go to Norway, I believe, where you could do it, but you couldn't get there due to COVID. What are your steps now? No. So um, every day for me is just a keep going. Mm -hmm. So back in um, 2017, I made application to Switzerland as a backup plan because there was no legislation here. Mm. Obviously, I wasn't ready to go because my treatment is just keeping me plodding along. Mm -hmm. Um, That's still the case. So I'm just still living my life every day. It's not gone. It won't go, but I'm okay and I'm plodding along. The legislation is not due if passed to come into effect till 2023. Mm. So, um, who knows? At this stage, I just just get through each day. But for all the others, um, there are many friends of mine who are no longer here. We were all advocates, all lobbyists. Um, some of them are going through dreadful journeys now as we speak. But the most important thing is hopefully this legislation will bring peace of mind for all those that are yet to be diagnosed. Yeah, true. How do you think it's going to go, Tanya, for families if, say, um, and I'm not sure if you, I can't remember if you have children or not, if you make the decision that you want to use this and your, their children don't want them to? Look, I think it's about having conversations. Mm. And for anybody, um, like Abby was saying in the intro, for anybody who's watched this, the, the suffering doesn't start two days, two mm. weeks before. It comes after a diagnosis. And many people live for a very long time with intolerable suffering. Um, I really do want to make mention today to a very dear friend who is going through stage four vaginal cancer, and she's had 48 sessions of radiation over Mm. 18 months. Now, she can barely walk, um, and she's still here plodding along. But for people like that, there will be better and kinder options. But any family who has been part of the journey would not want to see what you have to see so you know everybody who has participated in the voluntary assisted dying scheme where it's legal they all describe it as peaceful beautiful there's not i've not heard one bad report from canada oregon europe it's described as peaceful Mm -hmm. as opposed to 
the harrowing and cruel stuff that people go through. And unfortunately, in the political debate, they don't discuss all the nitty-gritty. They don't discuss the day-to-day -day, uh, challenges of living with a terminal illness. And I think if they did, this debate would have come far sooner. It's well, almost like it's buried. <laughs> I remember, um, Tanya, you saying that yours did come from uh, not just experience with having your own illness, but I believe that you did it, you know, you went through that journey with um, one of your parents and you didn't want both. that for your children. No, both parents. Mm. And, and I'm not alone. I've been an advocate for four years. My advocacy started four years ago pushing for an inquiry with others to actually have an end-of-life choices inquiry. So this has been four years in the making. Mm. It took a long time to get the government to actually commit to have an inquiry. And then it's been the last three years to get the legislation as it is. And it's robust legislation. The Queensland Law Reform Commission took into account um, other jurisdictions, other states. It has been the most carefully considered bill ever. And the focus is on the dying. So the last few days you would have seen in Parliament um, try-ons, I call them, from uh, politicians who are aligned with faith-based organisations. And I appreciate that and I respect all views. But at the end of the day, we must remember that the focus of this legislation is the dying. Mm. It's not mm. about trying to satisfy Joe and Mary who go to the local church. It's about the dying. But I do want to add too that the Compass Vote survey I mentioned, when broken down, 74% of Catholics support the legislation. Mm. So it's not all religious people mm. who are against it. It's the hierarchy. Completely. Right. Hey, okay. Tanya, thank you for your time this yeah, morning. If it. people want some more information on um, this campaign, they can go to Vale Queensland on Facebook. There will be a decision this afternoon in Parliament here in Queensland. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. If I'm feeling a little bit down, I like to go and do the hashtag gender reveals because I love them. They're just so happy. Someone's like, ah, and there's see, always a kid crying. Some aren't. Sometimes you see a real disappointed dad. Yeah. Okay, they're the ones that I still go, oh, it's a baby, it's a baby. <laughs> um, And I don't know, they're just over the top. And one that is so iconically Australian is when you get a Holden. Yeah. It needs to be a Holden. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a Ford fan and... Pfft, why are you doing it? Um, and then you have to put a colour. Because the kid was an accident, no, that's why. Get the that. Ford out. We're not going to love this and one. And you've got to buy the paint, which you can get, like the little powder, and you put it into the exhaust, and right. then you do a burnout, and mm. all the colour comes around, either blue or pink. See, see with so, that, yeah. so it comes out of the exhaust. I thought there was special tyres that they were buying, that when they, oh, when they smoke up the tyres. There is an exhaust one. Yeah, because you can buy them online for gender reveal, burnout, dust. Oh, right, because I thought you could buy, and I thought that's very expensive to buy tyres that when you do the burnout, mm. the smoke from the tyres causes it. I thought no, they just maybe I thought, I've got I it wrong. you just have to do a burnout because it's sick, but <laughs> I thought the whole purpose for it, yeah, it's just dust. Oh, there you go. Maybe I've there is some over there, in yeah. the States, I don't know. I thought they just ran down a bunch of Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do for pink stuff? <laughs> okay. Uh, but look, this is, poo. this is one that has turned bad. Well, yeah, 131060 if you know more, because I'm sure people were like, nah, you've got it all wrong. Right, right. Um, but this one uh, is a little bit of a, they're in trouble. The police are investigating at the moment mm. because um, in Logan, um, someone has done a burnout on the weekend exactly 11.30. How do they know what time? Well, that is because people have seen it on their dash cam. 
Now, you're going to hear the most unhappy, <laughs> oh, it's a boy, right. from a person. Now, this is not involved with it. They had it on their dash cam. Oh. Right, gender reveal. It's a boy. Yeah, look what they've done to the road. Mm. Uh, hello, Karen. How are you, darling? <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the gender reveal. So she's taken in her dash cam um, footage of it. And oh, she now- knocked on them? Did you just not hear it? Look what they've done to the road. They blew the, the road. She's not happy with it. She's not listening to our station anyway because she had the radio in the background. <laughs> oh, no, this one is the tyres. Yeah, if you zoom up. <clears throat> right. So this one is the tyres, but it's uh, got no um, number plate. Oh, oh clever. <laughs> oh, well, no, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> because they do do that. I didn't know this, but um, if you say you're a painter mm. and you've got a whole um, stack of paint in your back of your ute and you drip, if they can follow that to your house or find you, they make you clean it. They make you pay for the cleaning of the road. Clean the road. Mm. Far out. Mm. Um, well, there you go. What, what are you get? flicking through? I was thinking, should we buy some t- tyres? Because it's, it's illegal, is it? Well, I'm, I'm... What about if we do it in your driveway? Why my driveway? Why not your driveway? Yours is longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, Matt Nipswich, uh, buddy, you know about these tyres? Matt? Yes. Yep. Yeah, what's, yes, hello. What's the go, man? How do, how do they make these gender reveal tyres? Do you have to buy them on Amazon or...? Uh, you can buy them. There's a fair few places around. You can actually buy them from um, out of Kalanga. Um, there's a bloke out of Ipswich that does them as well. Um, they're about 95 bucks a tyre, and, yeah, you can get whatever colour you need. So you have to put yeah. a whole new tyre on to do it? Hey? You have to put the whole the whole tyre on just to do it? Yes, wow. yes. It's getting men involved in the gender reveal. Oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. I want to do a gender reveal. It involves a burnout. Oh, I mean, <laughs> how do they make it? Do you know? Like, are they? That I'm, I'm not too sure. I've just done a fair few gender reveals myself, right. and yeah. For your own kids, Matt, or you just? No, not for mine, but for uh, one of my best mates and yeah, a few other people. Ah, oh, are you just, are you just the guy that has the sickest burnouts in your group? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, there you go. Wow. That's a lot. So what, you're looking at over 180 bucks, or do you just put the one tyre on? No, you'd need two. No, no, you, you've got to do two. You, you can't do just two. do one. That, that's not cool. And that's... if you had twins, you could do a pink one and a blue one. And I like that, Matt. Yeah, that well, means... that's, that's, what, that's what I did with one of my mates. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, wow. wow. And his, that means... his missus wanted to confuse him, so we done one blue, one pink, <laughs> just to throw him off a bit. Hilarious. <laughs> and that means that you would know the gender before your mates do? Yes. Wow. Cool. What, a, what a side hustle, man. There Matt. you go, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, good stuff. Well, hopefully the police catch up with that person because it's not encouraged to be yes. doing burnout. They'll it's go home safe. and they'll see a baby on the way and they'll go, yes. okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Leanne Moriarty, Hollywood superstars Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon, loved her novel Big Little Lies so much they turned it into a television blockbuster, which has turned Leanne Moriarty into an even greater success story. You will know this lady. Um, she is very, very talented. Her books get turned into some of the biggest TV shows around the world, Nine Perfect Strangers, Big Little Lies, and now there's a new book, Apple's Never Fall. We are chatting to Leanne Moriarty this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. So who's the big uh, name actors that are going to play the roles in this book, <laughs> hey? <laughs> Honestly, I don't have anyone in mind. When I was writing the book, I uh, actually walked by a lady as I was walking my Labrador, mm. and I thought, there's Joy. She was a lady who looked exactly 
Black Joy, um, but but no, I don't have any big name actors in mind. Well, that's right, because I'm reading a I'm reading an article about you in the Washington Post, and it says that since the success of the the last two shows with Nicole Kidman, you are now writing with casting in mind when you write. No, did she? She didn't say that, didn't she? Actually, say um, the opposite, because I honestly do not cast. As I write. Oh, Except look at that. He's probably just read the headline. Go back over it. No, you, just, you can't trust the Washington Post. I never have. Fake never have. news. <laughs> Fake news. Because well, I think we talk about it because like, your books are so successful and being made into the most uh, amazing TV shows as well. Do you ever get consulted with the casting? Because that's what it is. Like Your, your books have such uh, iconic characters that people fall in love with. So are you consulted on any of uh, that? Uh, well, I yes, I did ask for Melissa McCarthy for the role of Frances for um, Nine Perfect Strangers. So mm-hmm. I was thrilled, so thrilled to get her. Uh, and I was about to say my one exception to the rule when it came to casting was when I wrote, uh, but it was different because it was... Uh, it wasn't a novel. It was uh, just a treatment for season two. And that's when I wrote the role for Meryl Streep. So oh, that wow. was a pretty special... Exception. (laughs) And now you and Nicola Bestie, she has just fallen madly for you, hasn't she? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're fond of each other. (laughs) It's always interesting, a different profession, you know, and especially the fact that you're Australian to become an author and such a successful one. It must have been hard early in your career when you were telling people, this is what I'm going to do, because it's very easy to be like, that's never going to work out for you. That'll never... Well, I did have a real job when I was um, originally writing my first novel. So um, that paid the bills. And in fact, I kept my real job until my third or fourth book. So I was doing freelance copywriting on the side. So it took a long time not to feel embarrassed when people said, um, what's your job? And to say, I'm an author. Because, yeah, that would be the first question is, be like, oh, what's your, what's your books then? The terrible thing they'd say is, should I have heard of you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. But it is, it's a fascination with the author as well. Like, I've always done it when I've just, the notebook, I was absolutely shocked to find out that it was a male author. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you fall yeah. in love with, how did they come about this story? Was there any reflection in their yeah. real life? Or did they just have a crazy imagination? Like, no doubt you would have to have... Uh, written about conversations that you had. Like, I don't know if your husband's conversations made a presence in a book. <laughs> yes, and the, and you're right. That's the problem that people, uh, if they see a little bit that they recognise and they know is true, then they assume every single thing that they're reading is true. And you're also right. My husband has sometimes sat down at my open manuscript and said, that's me. Hmm. Uh, so I've taken little things. So, so when did you fight a war on the planet of Whimsy then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, where I, that's where I'm safer when I'm doing, writing intergalactic adventures. Any, uh, any um, thoughts of them being trans- the, the children's books, you've done a series of uh, Nicola Berry. Uh, any thoughts of them being turned into movies or TV shows? They're the, they're the only ones that aren't currently optioned. Right. Because mm, they'd be great to see. How do you go about being optioned? Is there someone that reads it and then pushes it forward, or do you, I guess, sell it to um, the movie world, or do they come to you? So I have a, a film agent who, um, so before the book's published, the manuscript goes out. Uh, and, of course, because of the success of Big Little Lies, mm. um, Apples Never Fall has now been optioned by David Heyman, who's the uh, producer of, 
the Harry Potter films right, and yep. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So they do tend to now get optioned because of Big Little Lies. Just looking through the cast of all the shows, do you get to meet everyone? Like, is that sort of the thing where you get to turn up on the first day of filming and be like, this is my story, y'all. Pew, pew. Why does she put on an accent when she goes to see them? I'm, just, I'm imagining if I was an author, what I would do. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Glasses on, Sorry, big fat Starbucks, I know Starbucks latte. Yeah, no, I might be Aussie, but I can speak like y'all. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, often they're, they're busy um, filming. They don't necessarily want to meet me. Yeah, so I did meet some of the cast, for example, of Nine Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, not everybody wanted to meet me. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, some were like, I, I don't want to, in case I stuff it up, I don't want to. You know, the, when they're working, they're in their their zone mm. and, uh, and well, it's become their character rather yeah. than my character. Yeah, some some people would would refuse to even read the book in case it skews what they're, they're thinking about the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. Have you thought about a radio show? That's what I think we need to bring back. Do you remember How Green Was My Cactus? That Cactus, they used? Yeah. 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 I had Downton Abbey for a while. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> There's three characters, right? Um... <laughs> it's very regional. Yeah, why not? Sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, up for, I'm desperate for a new idea. Great. Great. All right. Well, um, we'll definitely want to meet you if you write us a story. <laughs> Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, in that yeah. Case. You're welcome. Yes, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, great to talk to you this morning. Um, your latest book, it is out right now. Apples never fall. Um, thank you so much for calling us up. My pleasure. Thank you, Leanne Moriarty on the air here at B One Eight Five. It's Stab Abby and Matt. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B One Hundred Five.